Listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from Red Hook, Brooklyn. Greetings, friend. Greetings, friend. It is me, your merch designing, singing for supper, podcasting, soul blasting, effervescent voice of the streets, <laughs> touring. Living, dreaming, the saga goes on and on. It's me, it's Bill. How are we doing today? So, I'm sitting here looking out. It is November, and it is, man, I am heading towards, geez, Louise, month two of my diet. I just launched my website. I just launched my video for my patrons, and I'm looking out at a November morning and it is gloomy but not bad i think it's going to be 60 degrees today i don't know that in celsius i'm sorry off the top of my head but it's pretty nice man how's everybody doing okay where are we uh where are we going with this thing well i wanted to talk a little bit about intuition having a hunch new beginnings and ideas sometimes when we live in life we live in going down the avenues of our day-to-day we start thinking about the future and we start like just kind of canvassing the area looking for what we're up to. I have my hands full here designing stuff, web stuff. I'm doing new t-shirts. I've got some surprises coming as well as rehearsing and doing a lot of live work. <clears throat> I got to tell you, man, there's this place that is on my mind. I went there to do a little bit of work for, um, I did some photos for my website and stuff this summer. It's a place that I've been to a few times. It is New Orleans. If anybody has experience in New Orleans or has thoughts or anecdotes, or memories, feel free to shoot them over. I'm just obsessed with this place. And it, it, it's so interesting as creatives and just as normal people, when we start pulling on a thread and we're just excited about every single thing we see about a place, I'm sitting here reading about New Orleans, Louisiana, and I'm reading about that, first of all, the Native Americans. Um, I'm reading about the French. I'm reading about Andrew Jackson buying the territory from the French. I'm, I'm reading about the Spanish free people of color, outright slavery. Um, British pirates, <clears throat> people working for the crown of, uh, of England, um, and people working for Spain, and it being this kind of like thoroughfare of people coming and trying to establish it as a center. And it becomes, you know, there are, it is built on the backs of slavery in many, many ways. And the more I'm pulling this, I'm learning about Treme and these neighborhoods as I'm pulling these threads, the French Quarter, Marigny, Bywater, Holy Cross, Uptown, Downtown, Garden District. <clears throat> I'm going to have a sip of water here. Pause for water. H2O. Mm. And I'm just, 
fascinated. Louis Armstrong, Fats Domino, Jelly Roll Morton. And the more I pull these threads, I'm thinking, wow, Marshland, Acadians, a.k.a. Cajuns, Creole, um, the patois that is that language. And I'm investigating architecture and I'm seeing the terraces and the metalwork on the balconies. And I'm, I'm remembering when I was in Spain and when I lived there and I'm connecting the two. And then I realized, you know, when I was a younger fella, I actually came back from Europe the first time I had ever been there. <clears throat> and I hitchhiked from Georgia all the way to California. Mm. Maybe a story for another time. The short version of it is that back then I was very brazen and brave and I would just get the cheapest possible tickets because I didn't have any money. And when I was in Europe, all I could afford, the, the cheapest ticket I could find to America, God, it must have been $200 or something, but it dropped me off in Georgia. And rather than borrow money from anybody, I just <laughs> took a crack at it and landed in Georgia and hitchhiked literally across the country 3,000 miles. But I ended up in New Orleans, and I remember having this epiphany, having just been in France and Spain, that it reminded me I'd never seen anything that looked so similar to Europe in America. And I'm sitting there looking at the lattice work and I'm looking at these like small like shotgun homes and it just really looked like something from overseas. And you know, when I went to Mexico, whatever, two weeks ago, <clears throat> and I was with Alex Halverson, a guitar tech from Augustine's. He lives in Southern California and he was making a really funny joke. He was saying 50 shades of beige. And he was, he was taking a crack and making fun of the suburbs of Southern California and the developers that kind of seem to make these non-offensive beige colors everywhere. And I totally understand why they do it. It probably, it probably satiates like the most common percentage of people that are looking for homes. And, it, and it, it's like a, probably a metric that they have figured out that beige is like non-offensive. If you go to Arizona, many, many houses are beige. I don't know what America's fascination with beige is, but I just absolutely love New Orleans for its color. And I don't think we have places that have this kind of history. It is, they can pinpoint actual parks that slaves went and that were they were able to congregate on Sundays. This place is called Congo Park. And also, and not too far away, they believe jazz was born in this neighborhood that was full of brothels. Uh, it's endlessly fascinating to me. <clears throat> the Lower Ninth Ward, um, the Holy Cross area of, of New Orleans. Um, this neighborhood took a massive hit. I've been reading up on it and studying, and it seems that there were these barges in the... Um, in the canal there that separates the Lower Ninth Ward from, I believe, the Bywater area um, district. And in this in this an industrial canal, the there were barges parked, and the barges should have been locked down, but they weren't locked down. And when the storm came, they butted up against the levee, which really caused the levee to break. Ironically and strangely, as I'm getting obsessed with New Orleans... I was evacuated from New Orleans in July. I had just went there. I wanted to film some stuff, and I was, you know, I did do it. I had done a lot of work with horns on my new record, 
And <clears throat> I went and spent some time there with a the photographer. And we had to leave early because there was a hurricane coming and there was like a storm warning. And I swear, I saw cars um, up on curbs, on sidewalks. Um, I personally was driving a car and hit a puddle so big that the car stopped running and I had to leave it in the water. I saw, this is crazy that I actually saw this. I In New Orleans, I saw a car that had water all the way up to its ceiling, i.e. the top of the car. I'd say if you went down six inches with your hand, that's how far up the water was. So flooding and, um, and storms are very real there. But I have to think that this has something, this adds to the charm and the vitality of the place. Because, I mean, they've been through hell. What the lower, lower Ninth Ward went through during Hurricane Katrina is staggering. I feel like there's a parallel between Red Hook and, and New Orleans. And the reason I say that is because they're both by water. Red Hook is by water. We had the Mermaid Parade recently. And also we had a funeral recently where there's a marching band of brass, right? People are playing tubas, trombones, French horn, flute. Uh, and it's just like this marching band thing that we do in Red Hook. And they definitely do that in New Orleans. And it's called the Second Line. So... Another parallel between Red Hook and New Orleans is Katrina, and we suffered um, Hurricane Sandy that came through here. And, um, Katrina was in 2005, and I don't want to say the wrong year that Sandy happened, but it totally devastated Red Hook. I had friends that were going around the neighborhood on boats, and... Um, it's just, I don't know, there's something drawing me there. And I wanted to talk about when you have an intuition, what do we do about it? You know, we look at the brochure, we go on the website and look, I've been doing that and I just bought myself a ticket. I'm going down there on Tuesday. I want to investigate New Orleans and just start developing a closer relationship with it. And isn't it funny that when we get those, those pangs or those urges or those curiosities, how if you start pulling on those threads, they just expand your mind. And so today I'm sitting here and I'm just valuing curiosity. And I applaud the, the Big Easy, um, the city of New Orleans, for its history. I want to know about Cajuns. One of my favorite musicians' voices of all time is a fellow named Dewey Balfa. And it sounds like, I once upon a time, it was actually after, in 2009, after my brother passed away, I was kind of like devastated and sitting on a couch for six months. And I definitely looked up a lot of music. And I remember at one point just coming across this guitar player and someone was playing with chopsticks, like hitting on his fretboard. And I thought, what is this? And this guy was like this kind of high falsetto-y music. And I'm thinking, is this French? And then, it, you know, of course it was. And they were Cajuns. And I started really reading about the bayou and started reading about that people came uh, not only from France, but came down from Quebec and Acadians came down for work and so on, and just reading about Cajun stuff. Did anybody see the amazing Anthony Bourdain episode on Cajuns? I don't know what is up with the pageantry of Louisiana and the culture of New Orleans, but there there's like people adorned in hot pink feathers, people wearing scary masks, 
with strong, like very long kind of um, pointed medieval looking outfits. There's people in, and of course, with we know with Mardi Gras with beads. And I just love the fact that there's this commitment to color and a vibrancy. And I love Louis Armstrong and I love Jelly Roll Morton. And I love the, the fact that there weren't amplifiers and people had to figure out how to perform this music with a backing band with no amps. I love that this music was played in brothels. I just read actually that they think the word jazz might actually have been a, um, a derogatory street term for uh, a male ejaculation. Not being funny, I actually read that. It's speculated that jazz might be, I mean, I don't know, I think today we call it jizz. Pardon, I know that's really tacky, but I just read that and I thought, wow, no one's ever, I've never even speculated on that. And it's funny, when you think of jazz, I actually thought of it as like a northern city thing. I never really thought um, that it was a southern thing, but it, I guess apparently it is. And there was Dixieland jazz and so on. What I love about jazz and blues, <clears throat> this is an old saying about blues that is a bad man feeling good or a good man feeling bad. I like that African-American, African-American musicians made music from the waist down. And there was a sexuality, there was movement, there was, it, people were reacting to uh, visceral feelings in life. And for some reason, in a stringent, more Anglo way, um, we made music from the waist up and um, we added like a class element to it. And it's very interesting that we look at Elvis Presley as he came down the pike is smashing that and being the the probably not the first, <clears throat> but the most famous um, person to merge both of those styles. And we saw the Ed Sullivan show and so on. They did not want to pan down and look at his hips because of, there were connotations with sex. So I appreciate <clears throat> that th this music was a conduit and a vehicle for people to express themselves. And I absolutely love it. If anybody's ever seen um, or heard of Fat Possum Records, uh, there was a, an amazing blues artist named R.L. Burnside. R.L. Burnside was one of the last of the Mississippi blues men. And I don't want to, I kind of wanted to keep it on the jazz tip a little bit more than blues. But if anybody wants to check out some really interesting documentaries or some in, an interesting body of work, check out R.L. Burnside on Fat Possum Records. Mississippi is just to the north of Louisiana. Texas is to the west of it. And Florida would be to the east. Yes, and Mississippi to the north. So we are in on the Gulf of Mexico. This is palms. This is humidity. This, you know, out yonder across the Gulf there, there's, there's Cuba. There's Puerto Rico. There's Dominican Republic. There's the Caribbean. And when I was going around the Caribbean this summer, um, I had gone from Colombia. I bounced around a little bit. Florida and I I spoke to somebody in New Orleans and they said, you know, New Orleans is often considered like the northernmost like Caribbean city. And I just think it's an amazing place. I have my uh, curiosity is peaked. I wanted to today celebrate Louisiana, the Big Easy, New Orleans and I wanted to like 
let you know that I'm going there. I'm following these pangs in my stomach because whenever I feel this way about a place, whether it's Spain or it's Ireland or it's Croatia or it's South Africa or whatever it is, I just start pulling on these threads and I go there and something always good happens. So if you're out there and you're in your house and you're dreaming, you're thinking about life, there's something that's speaking to you or inspiring you, I urge you to book a ticket. If you can swing it, book a ticket and get your ass there because I promise, in my experience, only good things come from that. I might be doing my podcast from New Orleans next week saying, hi, uh, hmm, yeah, but you know what? At least I'll have learned something and at least I'll be feeding the furnace inside of me, which is my curiosity and my passion and my desire. Thank you, everybody, for the com- uh, the um, feedback. For those people who are my patrons, thank you very much for um, your feedback on my video, which is only exclusive to you guys. It's locked to the public. It took me a long time to like finish that. I went down to South America. I was on my motorcycle. I went through deserts and all kind of stuff. So I really appreciate the feedback on that. And thank you very much for checking out my website. Now it's time for me to get something up on that damn website. So I have to go back now and get back on my designing of merch. There is a bespoke handmade section of the website and I'm going to actually be doing woodworking this year, which is crazy. So forward ever, backwards never. You've been listening to Onward with William McCarthy live from New York City celebrating New Orleans. Have a great week, everybody.